Happy New Year, everybody. I took last week off, which was the first week I've taken off since starting this podcast. But I'm back, and I'm very excited to bring you some great episodes in the future. I just wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you. FitRx that I started not that long ago has grown very quickly. And so I just really appreciate the listeners and the positive reviews. I just want to read a couple of those. This is from a patient and a fan who says, Dr. Dennis walks the talk in real life. There is no question that he is genuine and understands the material he talks about. I appreciate his care in real life and his desire to educate his patients. I wish all the doctors in the world could take his lead. And RoughDog113 says, This is a fantastic podcast series. I'm really enjoying it. It is clear and concise and gives a lot of practical tips to improve health and wellness. I highly recommend this. The episode with Dr. Bickman is my favorite, and it was one of mine as well. So appreciate those kind words, appreciate the reviews, and if you listen and like this podcast, then I encourage you to write some reviews, and thank you for that. So hope you enjoy this next show. It's about Whoop, which is a wearable device on your wrist, which gives you some quantifiable data about your sleep, about your heart rate variability, about your readiness. If you do not yet own Uh, a wearable, then I think if you listen to this and by the end of the podcast, you're going to want one. And also I will give a discount code at the end of this episode that you can get $30 off a whoop strap. So hope you enjoy. Welcome to FitRx with Dr. Greg Dennis. Join me as we challenge the standard sick model of healthcare. This is your source for everything health, wellness, fitness, prevention, biohacking, and more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of FitRx. I am your host, Dr. Greg Dennis. Uh, Obviously, we talk a lot about uh, ways that we can optimize our health through nutrition, exercise, all these different things. But Uh, Wouldn't it be nice to actually have some quantifiable data that we can use on a daily basis to know how we're doing and to know, you know, if we're ready uh, to work out hard that day. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, And my guest is Mike Lombardi. He is with Whoop, W-H-O-O-P, which is a wearable device that we're going to talk about that can track all that data to give us information uh, and we're going we're gonna to break that all down. So Mike is in the performance science division of, uh, of WHOOP. He is a former Olympic rowing coach for London and Rio. Uh, so Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you. Very happy to be here. All right. So tell me, uh, tell our audience just a little bit about you and a little bit about your background and how you came to, to WHOOP and then just a little bit about what you do there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so... My, I've always been uh, sort of at the, the high end of athletics. Um, I rode and played basketball in high school in Philadelphia. Uh, I did some under-19 national team stuff for Team USA. I uh, went to Princeton to row, and then from there I coached at Princeton University as well as uh, worked with the Olympic team out of there um, for the London and Rio cycles. So really over that period of time, particularly from 2014 to 2016, you know, I, I traveled around the world and worked with some of the best 
physiologists, uh, you know, sports psych nutritionists to really kind of hone in what I thought was a huge gap in United States training, I think in endurance sports in general, um, people just think volume, 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 and not thinking about the wellness and really just kind of overdoing the same motion over and over. Uh, so how do we not correct, but you know, we, everyone's overcompensating, right? Even still, it affects me now. Uh, you know, you row out to one side of the boat, my right arm comes further out than my left arm. So after X amount of pull-ups, I'm like, what the hell? But um, so try to, trying to figure out these solutions of one, how do you keep people healthy? Um, you sort of like power and endurance sports uh, because consistency is one of the most undervalued things, I believe, uh, in athletics and just kind of life, the, the ability to be there. Uh, so in traveling around the world, I, prior to Whoop existing, uh, I had, with the athletes I worked with, I was looking at SpO2 every morning. We were looking at, we were monitoring sleep, urine color, mood for women, you know, where are you in your cycle, things like this, and effectively changing training based off of these sort of biomarkers. So just because it was, you know, training was written doesn't mean that's how it ended up being. So this sort of fluid periodization of, yeah, we were working towards a goal, but we're not going to do a session at the expense of burying you further and then maybe never coming out of it, which I, I saw as kind of a real issue in, in the training space. I think in general, people see it and they want to do it. Uh, so then after 2016, I moved to Boston and I got my uh, MBA and turns out that whoop was right in my backyard. Uh, I was training and uh, running an endurance program out of then what was CrossFit Back Bay and CrossFit Fenway. Uh, it's now CrossFit Invictus. But uh, literally, the Whoop office is right behind CrossFit Fenway. So as Whoop was entering into, let's say, the CrossFit space and really kind of going to market for the first time to consumers, uh, we were one of the first groups to get on. So I said, like, oh, this is outstanding. I don't have to measure all this stuff anymore. Uh, you know, Whoop tells, us, tells me all these things about my body and allows me to know when I need to pull back or push harder. And uh, I'm sure we'll get into all this, but, you know, the, the deeper level of understanding while I was doing some version of science and uh, feel previously, Whoop allows you to have a much more scientific approach to it, uh, especially with all the things that we can measure with, uh, with your behaviors. And, and you've been with Whoop now for over two years, is that correct? Two years, yeah. So I've worked with pro teams, you know, Olympic teams, high-performing military divisions, done plenty of research work. Uh, so really I've kind of spanned everywhere that, that whoop kind of goes, uh, I currently, uh, head up strategic partnerships, but I'm very much still involved in uh, the performance science side of everything at whoop. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what, what is whoop and, and, and let's just talk about wearables, I guess. And so mm -hmm. there's, you know, kind of talk about, you know, when they came to market, you know, the, the evolution, uh, of the wearables leading us now to, to whoop. Sure. I think uh, the first wearable I personally heard about was kind of probably Fitbit. Uh, I don't really count like a Polar or a Garmin as a, the old school ones where it's, you know, it's purely for splits and mileage. Like that's what those things did. And there was, it's it was a necessary piece of training. You needed those tools. But I think Fitbit was the first one that was aimed at just overall wellness. So counting steps. And then I, as people kind of either liked it or didn't like it, there's more evolutions, you know, that was the fad. Hey, you got to just move more. You got to get your 10,000 steps in. Whoever the hell came up with that, you know, it's kind of made up, but it got people moving. Um, then as more and more science comes out, then you get the Apple watches, you get 
you know, a Garmin Phoenix that's telling you you need to take three days off after you, like people are trying to tell you sleep and people are trying to tell you how much you need to recover and how hard your, maybe your body's working or caloric burn. Really where Whoop came in was in 2012, uh, was actually when Whoop was started. And all this stuff's kind of happening. And our CEO, Will Ahmed, was at Harvard uh, playing squash. And he never understood why one day he felt good and one day he just didn't have the juice. So he started doing this research into heart rate variability and actually wrote his thesis on it. So the foundation of kind of Whoop is a combination of understanding your sleep but also understanding heart rate variability, which is something that very few things can actually monitor accurately. It's, uh, you know, it's very indicative of where your body is on any given day in terms of its ability to perform. So what whoop used to be was this thing that had to like plug into a wall and it was massive. It wasn't a wearable, not yet. Uh, it took several years to, to get all that into, you know, a small little piece like this. So, um, I think over time people have realized, okay, steps are fine. Like your iPhone counts steps. If you keep it on your, on your body, um, what's the next level of helping people understand what's happening to them so that they can take action and give them real insight, you know, to truly improve their lives, whether, and it doesn't matter what it is that you're trying to improve. It could just be, Hey, I want to have a little more energy for my family. Uh, you know, I need a little more, you know, cognitive functioning. Really, everything kind of ties to sleep, which is why Whoop's basis is in sleep. Perfect. So I know I jumped over a bunch of other things, but yeah, no, uh, that's, that's how I kind of see the evolution. It's like steps to now we're doing all this other stuff. Okay. Yeah. So uh, just to, to clarify for people who may not know, so, so Whoop is a small little band, small little elastic band. It's the size of a, of a small watch. And so it tracks a lot of these markers that we're we're going to be talking about and, and gives you data on that. Uh, so, so let's go into that a little bit. So you mentioned heart rate variability, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a doctor and I really didn't know much about heart rate variability until, you know, I kind of started getting into all this stuff, um, you know, a year or so ago. So just kind of define a little bit more, what is heart rate variability? What is the significance of it? So if you do have a whoop, if you don't have a whoop, really what heart rate variability is, is it's the, naturally occurring irregularities between your heartbeats. So you might think that, hey, my resting heart rate is 50 beats per minute. It's not like a metronome, okay? There's, there's a little bit of difference between each heartbeat. And the more that you, and, and we're, we're measuring that in milliseconds. So the more distance or time you have between those heartbeats, which is again, naturally occurring, um, the more ready your body is to sort of respond to uh, any sort of external stimulus. So um, in a more scientific way, uh, heart rate variability is showing how your autonomic nervous system is operating. So that's comprised of two branches, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. So sympathetic is uh, get you going, fight or flight, really. Um, that, that's the simplest way to think about it. And parasympathetic is sort of rest and digest. So what are the things that are speeding you up and slowing you down? Most of us live in a kind of a super saturated sympathetic state, especially now in the mm -hmm. pandemic. But really what we're looking at here is how many milliseconds are we getting between these heartbeats? And every single, every single person is gonna be different. And this is, this is where you can use the sort of data to improve. So when I hopped on Whoop, I was at the, that point training two times a day because that's what I was doing. I was coaching and I was training. And my heart rate variability was like 50 milliseconds. And then over the course, so that's in 2017, early 2017, it's 2020 now. 
my baseline heart rate variability has gone from 50 to 100. And I'm not, I'm not like fitter. Some things I'm better at, some things I'm worse at. Um, but it, that's all about lifestyle choices and, and change, behavioral changes that you can make. So it doesn't mean that you have to train harder. I have a four month old, I train way less. So um, it's, that's where heart rate variability is such an interesting factor of how is everything I'm doing training and otherwise related affecting my ability to have energy and kind of just perform at a high level. So that's why I was saying earlier, you, you define what you're performing at a high level at. It doesn't matter what it is, but understanding heart rate variability and, and um, the things that improve yours or take or decrease it is, is really important. So what would you say moved the needle the most for you? Was it just the, the stopping overtraining or what I don't think, well, I, I, I was actually pretty good at understanding the training aspect of it. Um, I think it's all the other little details and most people overvalue or overestimate how much sleep they're getting. So even as you're, Hey, I went to bed at this time. I woke up at this time. You know, people don't think about the stage of like being awake as part of a sleep cycle, but it is. And you know, you wake up, you're up more in the night than you realize. Uh, even if it's imperceptible. So you, most people overvalue or overestimate it by like an hour to an hour and a half of how much sleep they're actually getting. So I think understanding that first of how much sleep I'm actually getting versus what I think I'm getting, that's one. I think creating a better sleep environment and, and sort of like bedtime routine to then once I figured out how to get more sleep, how do I get higher quality sleep? So that's a huge one. And that doesn't just live in the sleep environment. That's everything that happens throughout the day. So you mentioned the training, knowing when to pull back or when you can push, but it's also what's, what's the type of food that your body digests the best Nutrition's kind of one of those things that's very personalized. Everyone's a little bit different. So it's finding what are the things that give you more energy throughout the day without you having to like have a glass of wine or, you know, at night to slow down. Like we want to try and avoid these things that I need coffee in the morning to get going. And I need it throughout the day to keep energy. And then I need something to slow me down at night. Hey, I like coffee, but I don't use it to, you know, get myself going. So that's where you can play around with these things. Um, hydration is such an easy one. Uh, so it's over, it's these changes over time and these little micro experiments. Um, it's not everything at once. Hey, let me do a million things. Like, Literally one week, I just, or for two weeks, I said, I'm going to try and drink as much water as possible. I'm not going to change anything else. My recovery went through the roof. My heart rate variability jumped by like 30. So like, it's as simple as things like that, where most people wake up and they have two cups of coffee before it's lunchtime. They haven't had a glass of water. So um, pretty, pretty basic principles that we've kind of figured out over time that I think are applicable to everybody. So there's those, and then you have to fine tune it for yourself. So it, it, how much should we focus on the actual number versus, you know, focusing on deviation from, from the norm once we've established the norm of someone? Right. So it's all about the deviation from your norm because heart rate variability is a, just to start. There's genetic factors in there. You know, my wife's an Olympian. My heart rate variability is way better than hers. She kicks the shit out of me on basically everything. Um, so just because you don't have, like, you don't have a 200, uh, heart rate variability doesn't mean that you're not going to be an absolute animal. 
it's just improving relative to your baseline. So if you, we just pick that number, let's just say 75 is your baseline. Anything above that, great. Anything below that, you're, you're a little more worn down. That's more what we're looking at. So it's not like you look, if you have a whoop strap and you're looking at you and your friends or family's uh, heart rate variability, you could be like, wow, that's pretty wild that you have a X heart rate variability. That doesn't mean that, that you can't do amazing things if you have a lower heart rate variability. It's all about you versus your own baseline. Gotcha. That is a good point there. You you can't improve it quite a bit. You said you jumped yours. Oh yeah. Points, so okay. well, yeah, fifty over three years. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I I baseline. Get, I try not to focus too much on the numbers, but but I find myself doing that now. I am uh, I'm sure I'm older than you. I'm older than a lot of the. I, I do some CrossFit as well. I'm older than a lot of the athletes in there. But you know, my heart rate variability probably averages in the fifties. And I hate that because I feel like my nutrition's on point. I mean, I do crazy stuff. I do cold thermogenesis. I do, you know, I do all this stuff. And that just seems to be where I live is in the 50s. I, I just can't seem to, to change it much more than that. And then I get these other, you know, I see these others that are 100, you know, over 100 and stuff. So it's frustrating. Hey, you know, there's people that are in like the, the 20s and 30s. And a good day for them is 50. So it's, it's all about uh, perspective and yeah. If you feel like if you have it pretty dialed in and you feel like you're performing, that's the end goal, right? It's 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 easy to get crippled by data, right? Now we're at the point where you can have so much data that it just like you don't do anything without it. And I think some people are like that. They look at their whoop and they're like, "Red recovery, I can't do it today." And it's like, like well, you can maybe. Should you go for a, you know, should you go do a CrossFit total and and max everything out? Probably not. Can you still go have a pretty good workout if you take the proper you know, steps throughout the day, really focus on hydration, super focus on your, the right nutrition, because you might wake up at a 25%, but if you, let's say you do 20 minutes of mobility, you're hydrating like crazy, eating all the right stuff for you. By the time you get to the afternoon or the evening, when you're going to maybe train, you could throughout the day, even though it's not going to show in your whoop strap. You could get up to the you know mid yellows. You can improve your body's ability to perform throughout the day. So where you start doesn't mean that's where you're going to end. Okay. It's just another data point to put together with what you're doing. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the other things that it tracks, and and one of those is sleep, which is obviously very important. But breaks down the sleep in deep sleep, light sleep, REM sleep. Uh, I guess talk about that. Maybe uh, give some tips on ways we can improve that. Uh, you know how how much REM sleep do we need? How much deep sleep? So. First off, you know, the cool thing about Whoop, and I know there's a lot of things that track sleep, uh, Whoop uh, has been third-party validated by some of the top sleep institutions in the world. So besides a sleep machine uh, in a sleep lab, this is, this is as good as it gets. Um, so we're very, when you see this sort of sleep staging, when you see REM, how much REM sleep or slow wave sleep or awake time you're getting, it's very accurate. Um, so in terms of all these sort of metrics, what we're telling you, I'm, I'm going to go a little broader first general, and then I'll bring it back down. So we give you a sleep score. We tell you how much sleep you need. And that's based off of your last 30 day baseline, how much sleep you're actually getting for the last 30 days. And we're adding time based off of how hard your heart worked that day and over a period of time. So then they're going to get added some minutes. So let's say you started seven and a half hours. You add another 30 minutes for how hard your days have been. We're up to eight hours. If you haven't been getting all your sleep need, you accumulate something called sleep debt. So let's say you add another 30 minutes. So now we're up to eight and a half hours. All right, that's your sleep need. 
So we give you a sleep score, which is simply how much sleep did you actually get versus your sleep need? And at that level, a great place to shoot for is about 85%. If you can get 85%, you're doing a good thing. Uh, obviously the higher you get, the better you're doing. So when we look at these different stages of sleep, REM sleep, you know, light sleep, uh, slow wave sleep, we do want different breakdowns. So in, let's just say an ideal, ideal world, you're looking at about 22 to 23% of your night spent in REM, 22 to 23% of your night spent in slow wave sleep. Now it's a lot of people have a difficult time getting slow wave sleep. A lot of people can get REM pretty well. Uh, and then you might see more REM than slow wave sleep because the way that it works is this is why sleep environment is so important and the sort of bedtime routine. You can get a huge chunk of slow wave sleep as at the beginning of the night, but as the night goes on, that slow wave sleep you get per cycle is going to be a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less, whereas REM is going to be a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So they're, they're go, going the opposite direction. When you really kind of hone this in, I've been doing this a long time, you see super high sleep performers as much as 55 to 60% total spent in the combination of REM and slow wave sleep. A good goal though is about 45 to 50%. Other than a sleep routine, going to bed at the same, same time, getting up at approximately the same time every morning, you know, what other tips can you give us for, for just improving the quality of our sleep? Darkness of the room, how dark can you make it? If you can't make your room any darker, I would suggest a, an eye shade. I have a pretty dark room and an eye shade. It's made a huge difference. Um, temperature of the room, cooler, the better, you know, 63 to 68 is kind of a sweet spot. I even have a thing since I run very hot. I have this thing called an Uller that I can make, make my mattress pad like 58 degrees. Um, and then it heats up as I go. So it keeps me cooler for longer. When do you put your phone down? Do you bring your phone in bed with you? The glasses I'm wearing right now are blue light blocking glasses just because I'm always on the laptop. Uh, I wear this, these pretty much all the time. Anytime I'm looking at a screen, I try and get my phone down 30 minutes out, just kind of we're done with it. Find the things that you could read. For some people, this works well. For some people, it keeps them up. Uh, you know, <laughs> read like some, some, some sort of nonfiction. It'll probably slow you down a little bit. Don't read something that's super, super exciting or you're going to stay up. A little bit of mindfulness. Uh, you can do a little bit of focused breathing. Could be five minutes, could be two minutes, you know. Uh, you can do that throughout the day as well. It doesn't just have to be right before you go to bed. Uh, sometimes a little bit of just kind of putting your thoughts down and not even like, Hey, I had a good day. That works for some people. For other people, it's just organizing it so that you know that you're set for tomorrow. I think a lot of what wakes people up is this, did I forget something? If you sort of organize it before you go, you're like, Oh no, I'm good. And then you like, you're, you're trying to pull all of this weight off of you that could wake you up at 2am. Uh, things like that. And, you know, do you sleep with a pet? Do you sleep with another person in your bed? You know, <laughs> um, all these things play a factor. Some things you can't control, but you know, you got to try and control the things you do or you can. Yeah. So cooling your core temperature down is, is huge and getting to sleep. Uh, and you said you use a Uller. Can you spell yeah. that? O-O-L-E-R. Okay. So is that similar to like a chili it used pad? To be called a, it is a chili pad. Oh, same thing. Okay. Okay. I, they just changed the name. Ah, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so I had I had the old school chili pad, and then uh, now the, the yeah the Uller is the chili pad. It's gotcha. the exact same thing. Okay. So um, every morning before it analyzes my sleep data, it asks me, you know, if I had any alcoholic drinks. It asks me 
if I did any cold thermogenesis, if I ate a ketogenic diet, and then if I took any magnesium, why does it ask me all those things? Well, you opted into those, but it used to be only like eight, yeah, eight, eight stock questions, right? Um, like not everybody gets asked if they follow a ketogenic diet. Ah. So what we have now is a, a, a very expansive whoop journal and there's hundred plus behaviors in there that you can pick to answer questions about what you've done throughout the day. And you get prompted to answer these when you wake up, you don't, you can, but you can answer them at any point during the day. So, uh, you can pick things like, are you following keto? Are you paleo? Are you vegetarian? You know, there's a COVID toggle. Do you have COVID? Um, you know, are you feeling sick? Are, did you hydrate? We have things in there about uh, psychologically, where are you? Like, do you, do you have this, uh, how fulfilled do you feel? Um, do you feel like you have what you need to be successful? Things like that. So we're, we're measuring a lot, a lot of it. Do you wear blue lip like Like literally everything um, that you could, you could want in there. And you can switch it up over time because you might, be trying something at one point and say, ah, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, or it's just a given, right? If you know that, that hey, I, I do paleo, I'm a, I'm a paleo uh, diet person. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't necessarily, if, if you know you're never going to stray from that, you, that, that doesn't necessarily need to be an input for you. So why don't you measure something else? Like that, you know, that's your baseline because you're just doing it all the time. Um, I think hydration, caffeine, alcohol is obviously a very important one. So you answer these questions, yes or no. And then there's sliding scales of, you know, how many drinks do you have? When did you stop drinking? Stuff like that. Uh, And we tie all of that information back to your sleep and recovery data. So the more that you answer these uh, questions, which, you know, they they are only for you. um, We tie it to your sleep and recovery data. And at the end of every month, we give you a report that shows you how every behavior, either positively or negatively affected, your ability to recover, your heart rate variability, your slow wave sleep, you know, your recovery scores, things like that. You know, the things you mostly see that I don't think are that surprising. Alcohol is going to crush the sleep. Sometimes people sleep more, but it's lower quality sleep. You're going to have a lower recovery. Hydration, mindfulness, always really bump it up. Uh, Mobility usually bumps it up. I think uh, contrast therapy bumps it up. Things that, you know, in principle, you're like, oh yeah, I should do that. Um, it validates or invalidates the choices you're making and allows you to uh, correct your course. Gotcha. Okay. So some other things that it measures is uh, your daily strain. So, you know, how active you are that day, you know, it's looking at your heart rate. Um, It measures um, uh, your resting heart rate. It measures your, your uh, body temperature, I believe. Is that correct? So that's going to be probably fleshed out a little bit more. We do have, some body temp, but it's not in any way, anything that's not like, you know, close to your core or is like a thermometer is not going to be that accurate in terms of body temp, right? You know, the wrist or a finger is pretty far away. Um, but yes, we do, we do have that in there, but it's not in the app. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and, and so it gathers all this data and you mentioned a little bit about the, the different colors, but so it gathers all this data. And so in the morning, it basically, it tells you, are you in the red, yellow, or green? So uh, based on heart rate variability, all these other things we were talking about, uh, if that's signif- significantly lower than normal, you may be in the red, that's going to tell you, hey, take it easy today. If it's the yellow, 
uh, maybe have an easier workout. If you're in the green, go, go full on. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I think I, the yellow's a gray area in terms of that's where you have to use the feel. You can go and tee off on the yellow. That's just kind of as operate as normal. Green is, you can probably push it pretty hard. Red is definitely proceed with caution, but again, doesn't mean you can't do anything. You know, my wife's run a marathon in the red. Uh, so like sometimes it's just unavoidable. Sometimes it's stress. It, it, what you want to avoid is multiple red days in a row, because that means you're, you're doing something wrong. Uh, whether either you're getting sick. So not that you're doing something wrong, but, uh, something's up and, and you should analyze what's happening. So are you completely worn down? Are you really stressed? You're not sleeping. You're not hydrating. You're overtraining it gives you a little time to step back and self-assess. Um, it's not uncommon if you're training hard to be in the yellow a lot, which again, but that's why you just want to avoid not going into the red and you do have to eventually come back up to breathe uh, <laughs> and get into the green. So if you do have a hard training block or you did have a hard week of training, you know, give yourself an actual day to recover. You'll be amazed. You pull back, your numbers are going to, jump your heart rate is going to go up your resting heart rate is going to go down um just because your body's like thank you i appreciate the break we've been working hard uh so um what you want to see over time is you know that heart rate variability just kind of creeping up even if it's one millisecond that's an improvement and you know if you can get your resting heart rate to go down also great you're making a lot of good choices there to uh, to improve your your cardiovascular fitness yeah, I, uh, man, there's a huge benefit, uh, especially um, I'm kind of an aging athlete. Um, and so for me doing CrossFit, I mean, something like this is is great, especially for those that, you know, maybe have a little harder time listening to their body and they just want to go all out, you know, every, every single day. I think it's a great tool to just say, hey, like you said, I mean, today needs to be a rest day. You know, years ago, I used to run, ran a few marathons and something like this would have been so helpful you know, to, to know, you know, how hard to push it. So yeah, I definitely see the utility. So, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, athletes are using this. Um, is, is there some in particular, I mean, we're talking about CrossFit marathoners. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess probably anybody could benefit, right? Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're also very big in, in the golf community. The interesting thing about golf is people probably, I think under fuel, you're out there for a long time in the sun, you're walking, it seems leisurely. Uh, you know, you have all these sort of like mini spikes, you get up to the ball, it's, you know, you're hyper-focused. I think pros probably obviously less stressed than us, but you know, the average person going out for a round, if you're walking, Hey, you got a couple miles of walk in, you probably, maybe you're drinking, I think about half people probably start drinking on the back nine, but like what that does to your body is deceptive. Just people in general that are looking to be healthier. Uh, this is a unique tool uh, that's non-invasive. Uh, it's very private and it's telling you intense data about the choices you're making. And I think that's really what is such a differentiator is with that journal, you know, it's, it's giving you some guidance and insight into you. And that's where strain is kind of a unique factor too. Uh, strain is internal load. It's not external load. So you, you mentioned about how hard your heart rates work or your heart's working. Uh, this is where people, Another really interesting thing, people's off days a lot of times are higher strain than when they're going for it um, because, oh, this is my time to like do chores and, you know, spend time. And then 
what happens is that rest day is not a rest day at all. Um, so um, understanding that, and it also helps you kind of understand your physiology, right? So you mentioned that you're, you know, you were running marathons, you do CrossFit. It's a type of thing where, you know, if we're, if I'm doing CrossFit, you know, nothing gets my heart rate up more than like barbell cycling. Um, maybe that's a lot of people, I don't know. But, uh, you know, if you looked at my strain relative to someone who's, you know, very proficient and has done CrossFit for longer than me and is not six foot seven, then their strain for that same workout, let's say we do DT and it's the same exact time, their strain is probably going to be lower than mine. Um, whereas if we do 30 minutes on the rowing machine, I'm probably going to go faster with a lower strain. So like it's understanding these things about, you know, here's, here's my wheelhouse, here's not my wheelhouse and, and, and how to approach it. Gotcha. And I've read where some people have kind of diagnosed themselves with an illness, uh, you know, we're in the, the age of COVID right now. So is that because they're just showing up in the red for multiple days and they know something's wrong that then uh, causes them to, to go get tested or what's up with that? So it used to be that um, we've always had respiratory rate in the background. Uh, but in the last year or two or year and a half, we we've thrown respiratory rate into the, the whoop app and respiratory rate should be a very non-sexy statistic, uh, that we're, that we're monitoring. It should be pretty static in terms of, you know, you're going to have a range and if everything is normal, you're going to stay within your range. It, it could be, you know, one beat really what respiratory rate is how many breaths per, uh, per minute are you taking? Uh, and we're measuring this all the time, but really what we're showing you is during the course of the night. Now, if you see a big jump in that respiratory rate, let's say you're at a 14 and all of a sudden overnight you go to 19, could be a lot of different things, but you probably wanna isolate yourself in the current environment. Uh, we're certainly not telling you if you have COVID, sure. but we have seen several times with pro athletes and just a lot of WHOOP members that everything's normal, they're green one day, all of a sudden, respiratory rate spikes overnight, they go get tested, they have it. So that happened on the PGA tour. Um, a few times, actually, you know, <laughs> the, you know, I think uh, it might've been Justin Thomas said that that sort of saved the tour this year. It, it could be plenty of other things. It could just be the respiratory, any sort of respiratory illness. It could be, you didn't sleep. Could be, you just spent, you took a long flight. All these are real things. So that one day spike chill, if it stays up, probably might be something. Um, but in terms of just general illness, yeah, living in the red and seeing that heart rate variability just sort of plummet, uh, could be a sign that something's happening. So yes, people are using this to sort of, I would say, make informed decisions. Whoops. We're certainly not telling you that you're sick. Uh, but it's allowing people to use more data that they wouldn't otherwise have. Gotcha. Okay. So we mentioned briefly about some of the other devices, there's, you know, an Apple watch and, and how is whoop different? I know there's a, a ring out there that, that tracks uh, similar data. Uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, whoop being very accurate as far as the sleep. Um, how would you say whoop is different from some of these other devices? So there's a reason that whoop doesn't have a face. It doesn't tell time. It's not a watch. Everything, all the juice that, that a whoop strap has is going into pulling the highest quality data at the, the highest possible clip. So the rate at which we're sampling data is much higher than anybody else. The form factor allows it to be utilized basically anyway, anywhere, right? Uh, 
you have a hard ring, they say very specifically, do not train in this. Um, That's a huge gap, right? Um, So the ability for you to kind of almost just forget that this is on, you know, I don't know if you've done the bicep, we have all these different accessories now for, for swimmers, you know, it's basically like a little swim cap that goes over your strap. So low drag, you get your sessions, right? It's an important part of understanding the, your sort of 360 degree puzzle. The sleep is really, it's the most important. We've, we take our, we've taken our time and gone the long road to ensure that everything that we put out is validated. It's never smoke and mirrors. Uh, so that's why getting that third party validation and all these peer reviewed papers about the work on respiratory rate. Um, that's what we focus on and strain is a unique metric. Nobody's really looking at internal load. People care about steps and calories and you know, how far you went, how fast you went. A lot of people can do that. No one else is doing strain and recovery is unique. It's, you know, the algorithms are really kind of what keep us ahead. And we have an amazing team, <laughs> very, very smart people. Uh, always refining it and improving it. So whoop, whoop never stops improving, which is, you know, why it's a membership, right? I, I think that's the other big thing. The, the strap itself is free. Um, you're always just paying to continue getting your data and you're always evolving. The situation is always evolving and whoop's always improving. So um, that's, that's the exciting thing. Uh, we like to say that right now whoop's the worst that it will ever be because it, the team is growing in it and the innovation in-house is, is pretty astounding. So that, that's the difference. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I, I started out, you know, wearing the ring and you mentioned it. The, the thing I don't like about that pretty much all I can do is sleep in it. So it does give me a little sleep data, but it doesn't give me a, an overall picture throughout the day. I have not had my whoop strap all that long, but so far one thing I really like about it is it seems pretty durable. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I guess, extreme. This morning, I was in my 200-degree sauna. Uh, after that, I was in my 42-degree uh, pool. Uh, and so I like the fact that I can keep it on during all that. And, and obviously, yep. my, my heart rate's going up you know, during those things, but um, I'm not able to do that with the other devices. So, so I, you know, I can work out in it, and, and so I, I like that about it. The other thing is the five-day battery life and that you never have to take it off to charge it. You kind of mentioned that. Um, you know, the, the charger is an external unit that you just slide over and then, you know, very quickly you have another five days of battery life while that the battery itself is not, the, the charging pack is not waterproof. Everything else is. Yeah. You, you literally never have to take it off. Yeah. Well, very good. So if someone is interested in getting one of these, they just go to whoop.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is correct. Uh, and through, uh, through the rest of the year, there's some, there's some pretty good opportunities to get on if, if you've been thinking about it. So, um, just if you head over to whoop.com, plenty of good opportunities. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, anything else that I didn't ask that you'd like to say about, about whoop? You know, I, I think you touched on it, but while we started initially with the elite athlete and, and elite performer in mind, this really is something for everybody. Uh, especially in a time right now where there's a lot of uncertainty until the vaccine really takes hold and who knows how long it's going to be. Um, understanding these things to help keep everybody around you safe and, and just kind of peace of mind. Um, it, it really, uh, it can be valuable for your mental health. Uh, so as much as we're talking about physical health, I think, you know, staying in touch with your mental health and, and uh, taking care of yourself is incredibly important. So uh, Whoop will let you know when you're a little bit off and maybe you can address that. So that, that would be my plug. Just, just take care of yourselves out there. 
Yeah, for sure. Okay. appreciate that. So uh, I always end my podcast by asking my guests to give us one tip that can make us healthier today. Uh, what would you say? Mm. Sorry, I kind of threw that uh, on you. Drink half your <laughs> Drink half your body weight in ounces of water. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I'm, um, every, I'm everybody's that. bad at it. <laughs> I have to do it. My, I, I have to, like in the morning as I'm making my coffee, I'm like, yo, go slam a glass of water before you have this. So um, that's another, taking it from that, have 16 ounces of water before you eat anything Yeah. in nice the morning thing. or to start your day, just wake up my water. So, yeah, so that's, easy. That's actually one thing I haven't tried, you know, as far as trying to increase my heart rate variability. I, I talked about doing all these other crazy things, jumping in the pool and all that. Um, but I am bad about drinking water. So I need to make a conscious effort to do that and, and see, you know, what it changes. So. Yeah. Dive in for like two weeks and let me know what happens. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, well, Mike Lombardi with Whoop, uh, we appreciate your time and uh, uh, talking to us about, about this device. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Okay. And uh, thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you next time. All right. I promised you a discount code. So if you are interested in getting a Whoop strap, go to join.whoop, W-H-O-O-P dot com slash fit rx f-i-t-r-x no spaces and you will receive a 30 dollar off your whoop strap um, i will also have this link in my show notes so if you're driving can't remember it just go to my show notes and you can find it there thanks thank you for listening to fit rx i invite you to share this with friends and family if you would like you can check out our website at vibrantlifedc.com or you can email me at Dr. Greg at VibrantLifeDC.com. This podcast is for general information only. It is not intended as a substitute for general health care services. If you have medical conditions, you need to see your doctor. Use of this information is at the user's own risk.